Hello and welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Mindset, with me, Sam Hufford, a podcast about creating a mindset for ourselves, which allows us to live the life we want to live and be the person we want to be. So with this episode, I thought I'd address maybe why the name of my podcast is what it is, what minding your mindset actually means, and why I think being conscious of the mindset you have towards life is so important. Now, thankfully, the awareness and understanding of positive mindset, personal growth, and Mental health in general has become more and more prominent in the world over the last decade. And you know, thank God it has, as we live in a time where the pressure to look and act in a certain way, the burdens on our mental well-being are actually quite intense. And it really grinds my gears when people pull out the cliches of, you don't know what difficult, stressed, exhausted is, or you live in a world where you can get what you want when you want, as if that invalidates anyone from feeling anxious or worried or stressed, etc., etc. You know, the fact is, we live in an age of instant communication and instant information where we can see insights into people's lives from all over the world at the click of a button. And so the ability for us to compare our lives to a snapshot, and it really is just a carefully curated snapshot. Um, of the lives of anyone around the world is ridiculously easy so when we see people posting their insta snaps of their glamorous holidays you know surrounded by beautiful people leading thrilling lives it's very tempting to think to ourselves well why don't i have that which can quickly lead us down the path of well what's wrong with me that i don't have that a thought process which is so damaging to our mental well-being and this isn't going to be an episode where i go off on one about the dangers of social media caution we tale about its dangerous addictiveness as tempting as it is and something i'll probably look to talk about in the future but it is slightly i think unavoidable when talking about having a growth mindset and why that's so important because ultimately there is only one person's life that we should focus on that should have priority and that is our own and it's tempted to think we're being selfish you know we're conditioned to think that it's arrogance to focus on ourselves What kind of narcissist puts their needs before the needs of others? How can I put myself first? I have children or a partner or parents to look after. But unless we're happy and healthy in ourselves, unless we're focused on our own mindset and personal growth, I think we can never truly help and support the people around us. And in fact, it can even be a detriment. I think a great example of this comes from my time as a primary school teacher, where a sad fact about the education sector at the minute is there's such a drive for results for academic progress and big air quotes around progress that teachers are driven into the ground by the powers that be by this like constant pressure to reach for an absurd measure of success 50 percent of teachers leave the profession within the first five years of qualifying 50 percent that that's the amount of incredible life transforming teachers that i've seen leave teaching should be a source of absolute national shame and why are they leaving well because they're miserable There's this apparent drive in the world for improved mental health, particularly for children. And yet the people who spend as much waking time with those children as their own parents are suffering. And who would you want to teach you? Who would you most respond to and connect to? Someone who's happy, healthy, engaged or someone whose attitude to life inspires you or someone who is you know, exhausted constantly, has spent 60 hours a week at work, will have to carry on working over the weekend into the evenings while under constant scrutiny and criticism for results yet this is like at best paid lip service to and at worst brushed away as whinging teachers who don't realize how lucky they are with their long holidays and as i've said before we respond to the energy of people around us so unless our own energy is positive unless we have focused on our own growth our own happiness how can we hope to improve the lives of those around us anyway we should be we wanting we should be wanting to pull people up to our heights to see our amazing view of the world, not drag them down to our lows where all we see is the struggle ahead. 
And it all starts with ourselves. And it's one of the reasons why minding our own mindset is the most important thing we can do. We help ourselves to help others. Now, for me, mindset comes down to a choice, which in itself is hard, for, I think, for some people to hear. I think as a society, we're conditioned to blame external forces for how we feel, for how we feel particularly over the last few years. You know, what you said upset me. What you did offended me. You made me feel cross, anxious, upset. But that thought process is completely illogical. And I'll, I'll explain why before I get cancelled. Who controls our emotions? Is it us or is it someone else? Well, think for a moment about where our emotions come from. Are the emotions we experience not a reaction to the thoughts we have? As an example, if we watch a Shakespearean tragedy or P.S. I love you, whichever suits your life more, we tell ourselves that what we are seeing is sad. So we feel sadness as an emotion. No one controlled our emotion. Yes, we were influenced to feel sad by what we witnessed, but no one pressed our sadness button. We thought and perceived something was sad, so we decided to feel sad. So if our thoughts control our emotions, then, well, who controls our thoughts? Well, we do. Yes, our thoughts are influenced by our experiences, but mind control is still part of science fiction, as far as I'm aware. So the logical conclusion then must be this. Our feelings are controlled by our thoughts, and we control our thoughts, so we also control our feelings. Now, this realisation is so powerful. We control how we feel. We are responsible for how we feel. No one else, there's no one else to blame. And once we realise this, we can no longer say, you made me feel angry, as what actually has happened is I've chosen to be angry about what you said or did. Certainly for me, when I realised this, it was actually so liberating. It wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing. It wasn't a blame game. It really was liberating. How I felt was no longer decided by things outside of my control. Instead of thinking, I can't help feeling anxious. I can't control it. This situation has made me feel this way. It became, I've chosen to feel anxious. So now I'm going to try and feel calm as no one controls my thoughts and feelings but me. And I'm not saying at all that it's easy. And I'm definitely not saying I now never feel upset or angry or irritated. Ultimately, choosing to feel a certain way in a situation is just too difficult sometimes. And sometimes we actually need to sit in that emotion in its immediate aftermath. Suggesting someone whose relationship has just fallen apart that they shouldn't be upset is obviously absurd. We need to accept that's how we feel, understand the emotion, but importantly, look towards how we can move back to feeling happy and healthy and positive again, because no emotion should be forever, good or bad. And once we move away from constantly blaming the external and focus on the internal, what can I do? What changes can I make? It's like gaining a superpower. So when I say that mindset is a choice, this is what I mean. It's a choice between deciding if the world is for you or if the world is against you. I think this idea is often referred to as to whether we have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Having a fixed mindset is sticking to this notion that we can't change how we feel. We're stuck in the situation we find ourselves in. External factors beyond our control are responsible for where we find ourselves. Um, what this inevitably leads to is feeling the need to hide the flaws and mistakes we make, feeling ashamed of our perceived failures and being unmotivated and terrified of striving for the things that we want because, well, what's the point? It all goes to pot eventually anyway. And I'm sure some of this will resonate with, with you. You know, all of us experience these feelings at some point in our lives. Who hasn't avoided a challenge as it's easier than trying and failing or seen a temporary setback as permanent failure, seen other people's success as a source of shame or jealousy? These are all natural thought process of a fixed mindset, which we will all go through at some point. 
but recognizing when we're in a fixed mindset is so important. It's the first step in moving towards that growth mindset we should all try to be in. And ultimately, hiding, hiding from our mistakes, from the difficult things we experience, is the worst thing we could possibly do if we want to grow and lead a more positive life. I know it, I'm fully aware it's a cliche, but we do really learn a hundred times as much from our failures than our successes. You know, from my own experience, after I broke up with an ex and came to some personal realizations, I constantly looked back for a while and thought, oh, if only I'd done this or said this or been like this, things could have been different and maybe we'd still be together. But over time, I realized that had, had we stayed together, I'd never have been sort of forced to look inwards to evaluate where I was in life. And so I wouldn't be where I was now, which is a much happier, healthier version of myself. Had I had I not made those, those mistakes, I wouldn't have learned what I did about myself, which is what sent me on this journey of striving for personal growth in the first place. And it's not at all a criticism of her. I know she'd say the same. You know, we remain friends now as we both hugely appreciate what we learned from each other and from the mistakes we both made in the relationship. And I think a growth mindset comes back to that idea of not seeing the world as being against us. You know, being the type of person who sees the glass as half full, not half empty. It's when we change the narrative in our heads and tell ourselves that challenge is exciting despite the risks, that failure is temporary. And if we continue to strive for what we want, then we can achieve it, whether it is in our personal or professional or romantic life. And I understand that when you're at a difficult point in your life, this isn't always easy. And that for some people, being optimistic maybe isn't their default. As I've said before, I'm a natural skeptic, so I have to work that extra bit harder than other people I know to be the glass half full kind of guy. But you wouldn't go to the gym for one session and expect to see instant results, would you? Developing a growth mindset is the same. It takes time and practice and perseverance to get to the point where we embrace the setbacks in our lives as a chance to grow rather than blaming them on things we think are outside of our control. I really believe that the thing you focus on is the thing that multiplies. And what I mean by that is if we relentlessly focus on how upset we feel that we didn't get the job we wanted or that the relationship we were in ended, then that feeling of upset will multiply. But what if we were to instead acknowledge that we feel upset by the situation and then focus on the growth we can gain from it? Well, from experience, I can tell you that when I shifted my focus from how terrible I felt about myself that a relationship ended, you know, going down a path of relationship ended, feel sad. What did I do for it to end? Feel really sad there must be something wrong with me, feel really, really sad and very much a fixed mindset and instead focused on what I could gain from the experience. You know, perhaps it wasn't the right relationship for either of us, feel happy. I learned so much from our time together, feel really happy. I trust there'll be someone more compatible at some point in the future, feel really, really happy and very much a growth mindset. Lo and behold, the amount of new opportunities that seemed to present themselves was amazing. When I focused exclusively with a fixed mindset on the upset, it multiplied when I focused more on the opportunities for growth with a growth mindset, they multiplied. And I really, I want to reiterate again, the really important part, no matter how hard we try to develop a growth, growth mindset, there will be setbacks and stumbling blocks. You know, we must never believe the idea that's chucked around that we must be eternally happy all the time and that if we're ever unhappy, then we failed as life just doesn't work like that. Keeping a growth mindset requires constant work to get through the dips and reach the highs, but it's so worth the effort as it helps us, I think, become the best version of ourselves. And it's why minding our mindset is so important. It's not selfish. It's key to our happiness and so the happiness of those around us. Look after your mindset because no one else can do it for you. 
So I'm going to leave it there and I'll leave you now with a quote from American businessman Max Dupree that particularly resonated with me today, which was, we cannot become what we want by remaining what we are. Thanks for listening to the Mind Your Mindset podcast with me, Sam Hafford, and see you in the next episode.